0: Welcome to episode 37 of the Making Disciples podcast, where we are furthering our knowledge of Jesus Christ and the gospel so that we can go to the ends of the world and minister and make disciples. Um, Please make sure if you have not yet joined the discord. There's many of you guys who are still not in there. We do not have a lot of people in there. We are trying to grow a community, to pour into each other and make disciples, guys. So if you're looking for that community to have fellowship and to further your knowledge, with other believers please make sure to join the discord it'll be in the description of whatever platform that you are on so today we have another well-known parable it's going to be the rich man and Lazarus which is found in Luke chapter 16 19 through 31 so let's go ahead and dive in there was a rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day And at his gate was laid a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who desired to be fed with what fell from the rich man's table. But Abraham said, Child, remember that you in your lifetime received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in anguish. And besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been fixed, in order that those who would pass from here to you may not be able, and none may cross from there to us. And he said, Then I beg you, Father, to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they also come into this place of torment. But Abraham said, they have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, no father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to them, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. So at the beginning of this parable, we are met by two clearly different people two completely different lifestyles. A rich man who feasts every single day, he has his treasures stored in this world, and wealth and happiness and being merry is his number one priority. Then we have a man named Lazarus, which is to not be confused with Lazarus in John chapter 11, but he had no treasure in this world and he was in utter despair. When both died, they were brought to two completely different destinations. The rich man in his lifetime, like Abraham said, received good things. He was conformed to this world and sought all pleasure. Lazarus, in like manner, received bad things. He was not a worldly man. Instead, you see that these two men were living for two completely different reasons. They both had two different end goals. The rich man was to eat and be merry, and Lazarus wanted no partaking in earthly riches. Because of these two different choices, they both received two different eternal consequences. The rich man to Hades and Lazarus to eternal comfort. The rich man asks Abraham to send back Lazarus to his five brothers so that they may repent. He thinks that this supernatural event of someone raising from the dead will cause them to turn. Abraham makes it clear that even if they have Moses and the prophets and do not turn, neither will they turn if someone raises from the dead or if any supernatural event occurred. I think this is a mainly overlooked debate that we do not approach enough. Many say that they will become Christians right now if God came and spoke to them directly. Or Muslims who do not accept Christ because he never made the statement, I am God, Worship me. When in reality, God presents himself in many different ways. And we have plenty of scripture that supports the claim that Jesus is God, which leads me to ask you this Will we only claim to turn to Christ if a supernatural event occurred? Do you neglect the scriptures because you see no evidence for God? Abraham states that neither will they be convinced. The scripture is sufficient to overcome unbelief. The gospel itself is the power of God unto salvation, Romans 1, 16 and 17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. We live by faith, not by sight. Unbelief in most cases is a moral issue, not an intellectual issue it's a heart issue rather than a brain issue no amount of evidence will ever turn unbelief to faith but the revealed Word of God has the power to do so Hebrews 4.12, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. I heard a sermon from an evangelist named Paul Washer. I'm sure many of you guys might be familiar with him. Um, But he states that if God opened the doors of hell and opened up his arms and told every single person that was burning to run towards him, to come to him and so that they may have eternal life. Even if you open the doors, yes, every single person in Hades would run towards him. They would run so fast, but only to shut the door and lock God out. There is this deliberate, rebellious heart that many choose to have towards God. They think that his ways are unjust, and they think that submitting to him is too much to ask for. They would rather, if any relationship they have with God at all, be on their own terms. That's not the case. Why do people choose to have their treasure in this world and reject God? There's some people that know there's a God, accept the fact that there is a God of this universe and still will not turn to him because They don't agree with his ways. It doesn't matter if you agree with his ways or not. He is the creator. You are the creature, submit to him and have eternal life, have eternal fulfillment, have eternal peace, eternal joy, be conformed to the image of his son. And don't rely on the world to provide what you think it will provide. Instead, rely on God who is generous, who is gracious and merciful. And he, who will give you eternal life. Now, are you holding back because you lack evidence? There's plenty of evidence in the scriptures. If you're holding back, it is a heart problem. It may be that you have an unwilling heart to submit your life to someone greater. You may have an unwilling heart to not be able to be your own God over your life anymore. You know there's the scripture. And if you do not submit to the scripture, which is the power of of God for salvation to everyone who believes. If you do not allow it to pierce your heart, then no supernatural event will ever convince you. Romans 14, 11, for it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. We will all bow at some point. On the day of judgment, you will bow. You will confess that Jesus is Lord. So have fulfillment and do it now. Be able to be a partaker in true fulfillment, in true peace, in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. God longs for you to come to him if you have not yet. And if you have, spread this message. The day is coming when the Father will be done showing mercy, where he will be done showing grace He gave you, every single person, the chance. The Holy Spirit has called, will eventually, at least at some point before he comes back, call on every single person at least once. And If you you reject that calling, you're not guaranteed another chance to be called. So don't reject the calling. If you're watching this, the Holy Spirit is calling on you. Accept it. Come to Christ now come to salvation through the blood of jesus christ through the free gift you can't earn it you cannot so don't focus on earning points with god earning heaven points with god because you did all of these works instead allow yourself to be transformed by the blood of christ and the fruits and the works will produce naturally as god conforms you more and more to his son do not reject it because you want to live your life now or do not say yeah, in 10 years, I'll become a Christian because you know there's a God. The day of salvation is now. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. I don't know if that pierces the heart as much as it should. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. Come to Christ now and be a partaker in perfect peace, in perfect joy, and in true fulfillment. God loves you. And he longs for you to come to him. And if you already have, he longs to use you as a disciple, as a servant, to submit your body as a living sacrifice and spread this message to all of those who, to all of those, really, to make disciples, to further the understanding of others and help us to go to the ends of the earth, ministering, making disciples. So that's going to wrap up episode 37. Um, Thank you for joining us today. Uh, I think we're going to have another parable next. Um, I'm going to go through them. I think there's about five more. Um, Not that we're doing, but there's five more that I haven't hit up on. Of course, there's more. Sorry, let me clarify. There's more that I haven't hit up on, but some of them I have gone ahead and marked off because it talks about the same topic. So I think there's five more that I haven't looked at yet. Um, So we should have another parable next, but if you don't, you might be introduced to First John in the next episode, in episode 38. But either way, I can't wait to see an in episode 38. If you are looking to support the channel, please do so through Patreon or Spotify, which is in the description of whatever platform you're on, as well as join the Discord. So I can't wait to see you in episode 38. God bless.